What's up, soccer fans? Mike Guyomi in the house, episode number 222, coming at you live. This episode, we're going to talk about all five games from last week that we haven't touched on since last Monday. We're going to talk about some roster changes that came through. We've got Thomas Donato, Luigi Moratti, a new Wiseman, DSO in the house. Thanks for jumping on, guys. We're also going to talk about the MLS Awards. We're going to talk about SKC. We're going to break down that uh, that mess and uh, what happened there. Kind of look at their 2021 season in review. Compliments of Mr. Zachary Harden. Then we're going to look ahead to the uh, game New York City and New England Revolution plus the Western Conference Final right after the intro. Hit that like and subscribe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got Michael C. in the house on ColorCast as well. How you doing, my man? I'm doing fantastic. Beautiful day here in Chicago. Lots going on. And uh, you know what? We've still got playoff soccer going. Getting ready for the offseason. I'm already starting to plan that out as well. And I'm taking a much-deserved vacation coming up in a couple of weeks. I will be radio silent across all across all platforms. I will be not be doing uh, regular episodes. I'll be taking a couple weeks off. But uh, starting on December 17th through January 2nd, I will be out of town. And uh, the only thing I'm going to be doing is going to be FIFA videos on my YouTube channel. We'll have those guys ready to go. Our Liga MX series will be uh, in, in action there. But uh, other than that, we've got a lot to talk about tonight as far as uh, some of the games that have already occurred. And uh, we've, got, uh, we've got some other things we got to chat about as well. Bracket challenge, etc., etc. Uh, all right, so... Here we go. As you guys can see on the screen right now, we've got uh, we've got the bracket here in place. We've got the conference finals already with Portland and RSL in the West. We've got Philadelphia Union in one spot of the two in the Eastern Conference Final with either the winner of the New England Revolution hosting New York City Football Club. It's going to be a good one. Peyton Owens in the house. How you doing? Brother BKL, Chico Mex, I'm back. Remember me? I do, Chico Mex. Glad you're back and hanging out. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by. We've got a poll on the uh, YouTube chat as well. It says who will win MLS Cup? Let us know in the chat who you voted for. So unfortunately, you can only have four options: New England Revolution, Philadelphia Union, Portland Timbers, or RSL or New York City. So hit that vote in the YouTube chat, and then let us know in the chat who you voted for. And at the end, we'll uh, we'll see who the viewers and listeners think will be the winner of that MLS Cup trophy. All right, guys, let's get into it. We got, uh, look at that, we got uh, DSO. There ain't Mike. Speaking of that, SOPFC's BetUS Soccer Arena has been approved. All right, we're in business, man. We're in business. And then Sheeptards in the house. What's up, Sheeptards? How you doing? PDX13. All right, and then Chico Max. Thoughts on Nashville missing all the penalties. I will let you know about that coming up very soon when we go through that recap. So let's get started. Let's go right to uh, the last game that uh, we did not talk about in our regular podcast episode for those that are at, that are listening to the podcast itself and don't hang out on YouTube, which you, you aren't hanging out on YouTube, I'm not quite sure what's wrong with you. But hey, if you're listening to the podcast, you like you know listening to it when you're driving, there's that, right? Um, so, Nashville and Orlando. Nashville with the victory at home over Orlando City. Orlando City's season comes to an end at the hands of Nashville SC who their season came to an end just yesterday, um, unfortunately for Nashville SC fans. But uh, all right, so 3-1, Nashville gets the victory. Hani Mukhtar with a double, with a brace, and then Jonder Cadiz in stoppage time. Daryl DK with the goal for Orlando. Look, that better be Daryl DK's last goal for Orlando City. Nani's gone. He's out. He said he's out. He's not coming back. Daryl DK better not come back either because that man needs to be in England, especially if it, for the United States men's national team. I know as Orlando fans, you don't want to see DK go, but what he did in the championship with uh, with Barnsley, uh, he's got to uh, he's got to go tr ply his trade overseas, and uh, that's the only way he's going to get better. So Nashville with the victory over Orlando, and uh, not much to talk about there. Possession was Orlando 55-45, but that's kind of Nashville's game. Total shots nine apiece, shots on goal six two for Nashville. And then the rest of the business down here, as you guys can see on the screen. Uh, let's move to the next game. 
RSL beating Seattle Sounders. Are you kidding me? RSL, what? How did they pull this off? This is this is crazy. I can't believe that uh, that RSL was able to pull this off, but they handed Seattle Sounders a dose of karma. And boy, oh boy, it wasn't a cup final, but Sounders fans, you knew it was going to come at some time. The team, not even with a shot on goal. RSL, not one shot, not one total shot in the game. Not one shot on goal. And they win on penalties 6-5. Sounds a lot like that 2016 MLS Cup final in Toronto, which uh, I was at that game, and that was miserable as hell. So I do feel for Sounders fans there, but you got some karma coming back at you. RSL, this is kind of just a continuation of a run which, how long will this go? How, how long will RSL's run go? We'll talk about that when we preview the Western Conference Final coming up here uh, later on after you saw what they did to Sporting Kansas City as well. Um, RSL, they're playing with house money. They didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs on decision day. Then they got in with some help. They won at the last minute. They knocked out LA Galaxy. Then they go to Seattle and get the victory and penalty kicks. Crazy, crazy run. As you see, uh, we got... Uh, who was it was talking about uh, talking about that earlier? Ah, somebody was talking in the chat was talking about how uh, how RSL pulled it off. But uh, man, crazy crazy result there. Seattle Sounders, that's very unlike them. Usually in the playoffs, the, you know these guys they uh, they go on runs, and this year it didn't happen. Brian W. Uh, he was talking about it in in that matchup in that live stream reaction when we were live for this one, and he's like, man, you know I. I I was telling Mike, he told me through DMs and in the chats and other, you know, in other episodes and whatnot, that uh, it was just, you could tell this wasn't the year for the Sounders because they, they peaked way too early. The Sounders never peaked that early. The Sounders, they would always peak come like July, August, September, and uh, then they go on a big run in the playoffs. And this year, they were rolling through, steamrolling the league, best in the league there with New England for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden, after that 6-2 victory at Portland, things just kind of started to slow down for the Sounders. And now they're out. Nothing to show for it here in the 2021 MLS season. All right, next up, the uh, the first of, the, uh, of the, the quarterfinal matchups or semifinals, conference semifinal matchups. Portland Timbers get the victory over Colorado Rapids. Isaiah, Mr. Rapid Waters, I feel for the man. He was picking Colorado. I I, I, I rode high with Colorado because he was talking about how, uh, you know, how this team, they're, 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 look out for them. They're the best in the West. They're the best in the West. They're the best in the West. And you know what? They ended up winning the West. And then they laid an egg in the conference semifinals after that bye against the Portland Timbers. And, and Portland's magic continues. This team... Um, you know, they, they just they just keep winning games. They beat Minnesota at home, as we talked about last week. Now they beat Colorado on the road. And guess what? Now they're hosting the Western Conference Finals in uh, in, in a few days' time. Absolutely crazy. Um, there are sheep tards in the house, says Sounders got too comfortable too early. Yep, for sure. That's that's what happens, man. The Sounders, they, uh, they, they did well in the beginning of the season and, and couldn't pull it off going through here uh, in, into the playoffs. So... We'll see what happens here with the Timbers. This Western Conference Final, I know I didn't predict it, and I'm sure a lot of other people did not predict it. Uh, we'll see how how the, how the bracket challenge plays out towards the end of the episode. Got an update for everybody. Got a bunch of the, the top five brackets up to discuss and show. But uh, it's going to be a battle there in the MLS bracket challenge for that $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, so it should be fun. Should be fun. All right, next up, RSL and Sporting Kansas City. We were live for this one. RSL gets the victory over SKC 2-1. SKC with an early penalty kick goal by Johnny Russell. Then it's Anderson Julio and Bobby frickin' Wood. Mr. Bobby Wood gets the goal in the 91st minute to put RSL ahead for good and uh, really be that dagger for, uh, for RSL to win this matchup over Kansas City. So you look at, uh, you look at RSL... And here's a team who is playing with house money. They beat Seattle. They've got nothing to lose. They're going to they're going to Kansas City, and uh, they go in and they played really well against Kansas City. As you take a look at the stats here on the screen, possession 55% to 45% for RSL. Total shots 11-5. Shots on goal 5 to 2 RSL. 
Total passes, 464 to 373. That's a very, very telling stat there. Uh, you know, RSL, they, uh, they, they started out a little bit rough. They were kind of sitting back, parking the bus a little bit. That didn't work out really well for them in the first half. And then they were like, to hell with it. Let's just go for it. Let's play our game. Let's go after it. Kansas City's not taking this thing by the scruff of the neck. We better go after it. And they did just that. And they took over in the second half. It was all RSL. They get the goal through Anderson Julio after he came on. I remember saying it during that live stream reaction, man. Anderson Julio has changed this game. And he is going to be, he's going to want to be the one that gets the breakthrough for RSL. And he did just that. Then in stoppage time, Bobby Wood, are you kidding me? RSL's Cinderella run continues absolutely crazy. There you go. Uh, we got uh, DSO says, I hope the final is New York City against RSL. That would be one hell of a crazy, uh, one hell of a crazy final there. MLS Cup final would be, uh, I believe it would be in New York City then, right? I'm pretty sure it would be. So uh, that would be, uh, that would be insane. That would be absolutely nuts if that was the case. But hey, Brother BKL says, RSL, only way to win is to believe. You got it. David Ochoa, man, that guy, his, he's got some confidence, man. I can't stand that kid. I can't stand that kid. Um, the way he acts, the way he talks, his game, I can't stand it. But He's backing it up. I got to give him that. He's backing it up. It's just that simple. So we'll see uh, We'll see how he does coming up for Mexico. I mean, is he is he going to take over the Mexico number one job shortly? I would expect so. Memo Ochoa is kind of going uh, going down the wayside, uh, as well as Talavera over there for Liga MX. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, RSL, David Ochoa. He's going. He's playing for Mexico, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But Kansas City, very disappointing result for them. Um, Kansas City every year. It was funny. Nick, our old buddy Nick Pateras, came on the stream during this uh, this Kansas City Salt Lake game, and he's like, "Oh man, remember that Mike when you and Nick used to talk?" As he was on his other account there, that other YouTube channel, which he's starting up another YouTube channel. Uh, so if you guys didn't uh, didn't go subscribe, go do that now. Uh, he uh, he said, "Oh, remember all those times you you and I were talking about uh, you know supporting Kansas City? We picked him to win, and maybe this is the year. Is this the year since we didn't pick him?" And uh, I'm like, dude, you had to talk about it, didn't you? And ever since that moment, it was all RSL. And from that point forward, we know the result now. And Kansas City, uh, very disappointing year for them overall. We're going to touch on that. We're going to go to the 2021 year in review. Uh, kind of similar to what I did for TFC, uh, but a little bit different. And Zachary Harden put all that together for us after the game yesterday. And uh, I just put it all together with the graphics and whatnot. But we'll put that up later on. Uh, a new Wiseman says, my entire Western bracket is spoiled. Mine too, man. My whole bracket, period, is spoiled. I had Nashville winning the whole damn thing. That's done. And, uh, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. But uh, Chico Mex says, RSL is the underdog like Mexico versus Germany game. They seem like a small team, but they have done a lot. They have. They have done a lot. Uh, they're, they're looking good. They're looking good here, and, and they might surprise and do another upset against Portland. We'll see about that. All right, guys, we got eight likes on the stream. Come on, guys, hit that friggin' like button. I know we got more people watching. Smash the damn like button. If you're new here, hit that subscribe button as well. Let's get it going. We're at 5321. We just keep riding up with those subscribe numbers, guys, and uh, we're, we're coming up on the offseason here, so we need all the help we can get going through here. So Kansas City's done. RSL moves to the Western Conference Final. One more game to talk about. Philadelphia and Nashville, 1-1 through extra time, goes to penalty kicks, and we all know what happened in the penalty kicks. Nashville forgot what they were doing. Very similar to Toronto FC. They played like trash in penalties. DSO says, uh, if NYCFC hosts the final, I'm breaking the bank. Doesn't matter what the result is, I'll be in tears at the end. There you go, DSO. Do it, man. Do it. When I, when I had a chance to go to MLS Cup back in 2016, I broke the bank. I paid like 350 bucks for the ticket, and uh, I didn't care. Drove up there, went up there. It was great. I damn near got a divorce due to that, but uh, it was uh, it was well worth it, well worth it. And uh, you know what? It was uh, an MLS Cup final, especially at home for your team, is uh, is awesome. So if you get the chance, do it, brother. Do it. Philadelphia and uh, and 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 Nashville in the game itself. It uh, first goal was by Hani Mukhtar. The man is on fire. Just continues to score goals left and right. Um, just the guy is uh, is completely on fire. Definitely panning out to be a good DP pick. Philadelphia, on the other hand, Daniel Gazdag with the goal right before the half, and uh, that was uh, you know that was uh, it was not pretty. 
for Philadelphia, but he got the goal, tied it up, and then had another one called back after that. Um, and then Nashville, I thought there was going to be more goals in this game. I really did. I thought there was going to be more goals, but it stayed with just the two. Then we went through extra time, and in extra time, you could tell that there was nothing happening. Absolutely nothing happening there, uh, that it was strictly going to go to penalty kicks, and it did, and then good Lord. Philadelphia goalkeeper Andre Blake, what a goal. What a goalkeeper, man. What a goalie. I've been screaming it for years. This guy is unbelievable. He's the goalkeeper of the year damn near every year. This year he didn't get it. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, uh, you know, this was uh, this was, this was was crazy, man. I mean, Nashville he got the first two saved by Andre Blake. And at that point, it was done. Then they missed their next two. How do you go through four penalty kicks and get two saved and miss two penalty kicks? That is damn near impossible to do. I bet if you gave them another four penalty kicks, they couldn't do that again. But Philly made it happen. They got their two penalty kicks in, and uh, that's all they needed. It was 2-0 as the final there in penalties, and Philadelphia moves on to the Eastern Conference Final to face the winner of the Revolution or NYCFC, which it depends. If the if uh, New York City wins, then Philadelphia would go to uh, would host the game. If it's uh, if it's doing the revolution, then the Revs will host the Eastern Conference Final. So it's all uh, it's 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 all up in the air. And then with the Western Conference having the four and seven seed, then it's uh, then it then it kind of goes back into uh, if New York City wins, then they might be in play for uh, MLS Cup. Just crazy, crazy. Uh, all right, so. There are new Wiseman says uh, I dropped two hundred bucks for Atlanta MLS Cup and went bankrupt on championship merch, dude. I I dropped a lot of money on TFC's championship merch, man. I really did. And then what I did was like two years later, when everything was on clearance, I bought up a shit ton of it so that I got it. Just I got it forever because we all know that day goes down in history, as you know, as an Atlanta fan. Haven't been back since, so you got you got to take advantage of it when you got it, right? So so there you go, there you go. Uh, you can tell Nashville went into penalties without any training. Uh, you know, and that's surprising to me, Chico Max. It really is, because Nashville is a team, the way they're coached by Gary Smith, the way that team has played its season, they've grinded out results left and right. So they usually are drawing or winning. When you're a team like that, you should be prepared for penalties, because in the playoffs, there's a good chance you're going to end up in penalties. And that's exactly what happened. So I am disappointed in Nashville without that uh, without that preparation, without that training. It looked like they were lacking it for sure with with that result. Uh, yeah, it, I hope Blake goes to Europe if he keeps that form. He he should be in Europe. He really should. He almost went over to England, but there was something with with the because he's Jamaican and the visas and all how that works out. Uh, it's it's trouble, but we'll see what uh, we'll see. He should be in England or or hell anywhere in Europe. Just out of MLS. He's too good for MLS. He really is. So, DSO, tell us why you almost got divorced. So, back in 2016, I was still a contractor in my position, my uh, in my uh, job that I'm in now, but I'm a full-time employee now. I was just a contractor. So, I had to take 90 days off after two years, okay? My 90 days off was literally right when the playoffs started. So, I had banked a ton of money to pay the bills and do all that kind of stuff. Um, and then when, when, when TFC made the playoffs and they played New York City. I went to the game with my daughter. I bought some tickets and uh, went to the game, and then the, the run continued. They, they beat New York City. Then they ended up beating uh, Montreal in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I said, you know what? To hell with it. I'm doing it again. I'm going back. I'm going for the MLS Cup, and uh, I didn't even care. I'm like, I'm doing it. It's going to happen, and you know what? That was uh, not, not a smart decision. Uh, when, when you're not making any money from your job, um, it's kind of a poor decision. So uh, that's that's why I almost got divorced. But hey, we made it through. Okay, we're, we're here now. She's she's still here beside me, ready to go, you know, and it's all good now. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so we got a couple more comments here. I've never seen NYCFC make it far in the playoffs. No, you haven't. I'll go as far as sailing. Dyla will get this team a ring. That'd be awesome. Dyla is the man to lead us to a championship. Impressive, DSO. Impressive. You changed your tune now, thinking they were going to lose the New England Revolution? Soccer over wives, he said. For the club, Mike. Yes. 100%, gentlemen. You know what? 
if, if you're going to throw away a marriage because I decided to go to a soccer game, then, then maybe, maybe we shouldn't be together to begin with. That was kind of the thought process that went into it. But uh, you know what? It's done now. It's over. We're all we're happily married still, and uh, life is good. So don't have to worry about that, right? Uh, <laughs> so now let's talk about the uh, the roster changes here in MLS before we get into some of the previews. Going to have to take the, the, the regular break as well uh, for the podcast side of things. Uh, in a few minutes, and uh, we got the SKC breakdown as well. It's not a ton. Hopefully, hopefully going for like 45 minutes here. But uh, DSO says, uh, "Too bad Toronto lose that final, dude. That was that was hell, man. That was the longest nine-hour drive of my life coming back, facing a really, really angry wife. My team just lost, and the best part was it was the worst freaking snowstorm of the winter that day when I was driving back from Toronto to Chicago." It was literally six to nine inches of snow on the highway the entire time. It took me damn near like 13 or 14 hours to get home. It was miserable. But life goes on. Life goes on. All right, let's talk about some of the roster updates. LA Galaxy and DC United, the latest teams for uh, so, to let us know who won't be back for those squads. Uh, LA Galaxy, they've got an open DP spot now. Jono, Jonah DeSantos is out. Gone. See you later. Jonah DeSantos not coming back. So uh, we'll see what uh, what they do with that open DP spot here. But uh, some of the other contract options that were declined. Daniel Acosta, Kai Kareniuk, Eric Lopez, Augustine Williams. He played a little bit, but he's young. Uh, Ethan Zubak, gone. Some of the notable names, Victor Vasquez. He's out. Uh, same thing, O'Neal Fisher. Eligible for free agency there, O'Neal Fisher. Victor Vasquez, uh, not sure what happened there, but uh, Jonah DeSantos, Sasha Kleschen, and Justin Von Stieg out as well. Lone exp- expiration of Nico Hamalainen. Goodbye, Hamalainen, because uh, it's been uh, it's been ugly for that guy ever since he came over for the Galaxy. DC United, on the other hand, they've got uh, they've got a few moves here. Yamil Assad, he's out. John Kempen out. Felipe Martins out. Ramon Abila out of contract. Frederick Billiant. Joseph Mora, Junior Moreno, Jordi Reyna, and Chris Seitz. So uh, some big names there for D.C. United as well. It'll be interesting to see what D.C. United does this offseason to try and open things up here. And, uh, yeah, Assad is out. Do you want him back in uh, in Atlanta? I would say yes uh, if, if I was an Atlanta fan. But, uh, yeah, Yamil Assad's done. So we'll see what happens there with, uh, with, with D.C. United going through the offseason with Hernan Losada as coach for the second year. I mean, he, he did make some progress. He made some progress this season, so we'll see how, how it goes for them uh, this offseason. All right. Next up, Inter-Miami. This is some old news here, but uh, Georgia Costa, Jay Chapman, Kelvin Leardham, uh, Victor Aloa out. Frederico Iguain is retired. Breck Shea, he's out of contract as well. And Indiana Vasilev is also going back to England. His loan is done. Chicago Fire, they just got a new coach, Ezra Hendrickson, uh, the new coach for the Fire, and uh, they uh, they moved they moved quickly. They, they let their guys know before decision day even happened who's out. Uh, <laughs> new Wiseman says Atlanta will get Nani. Really? You think so? I don't know if that's the right move for them. I, really, I don't know if that's the right move there. I, I don't know if I'd go with that there. But... Uh, all right, we got uh, original seventeen here, Devin Devin Lawow in the chat here on uh, on on Colorcast. Pineda's the guy. Five strives will be hell next season. Hey, I, I think Atlanta will be good next year. I really do. Uh, I think Atlanta's going to bounce back, especially under a full season of leadership from uh, Pineda. I do expect Atlanta to be good. I don't know if they go. I don't think they go for Nani. I I, I don't see it happening. I, he doesn't really fit that mold. For the five stripes and what they go for. You know what I'm saying? So, Nani's kind of up there. DSO's like, yeah, he might, he might be retiring. I, I agree. He might be retiring or maybe he goes back to Portugal to play a season or two for, you know, for a mid-table uh, side. Maybe in the top top table side there in Portugal. But I don't see him going there. But anyways, back to the fire. Robert Barrich, gone. Francisco Calvo, gone. Elliot Collier, gone. Kenneth Crawlham, home. Alvaro Madron, gone. Slonina, the defender. Luka Stojanovic, the midfielder, gone. Johan Kapelhoff and Bobby Shuttleworth out of there. The fire make some serious moves. 
Um, and and it, they're like an expansion team here. They really are. Uh, this team has got a lot of work to do in the offseason, and the leader of that will be Ezra Hendrickson. Um, he's uh, He's been around MLS for a long time. Now, can he talk uh, George Heights into doing the right thing here? Because we all know, um, we all know how bad the fire have been, especially under the, the leadership there of George Heights since he came in. It, it's been a mess. It's been a mess. With that being said, guys, I'm going to have to take a uh, uh, the the sponsorship break on the podcast side now because my kids are being assholes. Be right back, guys. This episode of Sons of a Pitch, an American soccer podcast, brought to you by Nice Premium Iceland Pure Spring Water. Also by Donovan Food Brokerage, a sales and marketing firm focused on food service sales in the Midwest. And lastly, by Skira, Icelandic spring water available at your local 7-Eleven. And now it's time for our weekly Chicago Fire Update, brought to you by John Donovan. Take it away, John. Mike, John Donovan here talking about the Chicago Fire and the MLS, something I really enjoy doing. It's, uh, there's a lot happening with the fire, an awful lot of uh, rumors and ideas and so forth. But the biggest one, Mike, is they decided on a coach, and it's Ezra Hendrickson. And old Ezra, he was born in 1972 in St. Vincent's, which basically makes him another foreign coach. Um, I've been pushing for American coaches, but Ezra has been around the league for a long time. Ezra, you know, his nickname, it's kind of interesting. It's the Caribbean Beckenbauer. So he did play quite a lot for St. Vincent's um, in their international play. But you don't hear about St. Vincent's that often. But he went to Drake University. Um, That's how he got into the United States, and that's how he started playing. Got out of Drake, and he started right away in pro soccer with the Des Moines Menace, which I believe is an indoor team. Um, and then he left there and went to the uh, New, Am- New Orleans Gamblers. Um, he got drafted in 1997 by the Metro Stars and played eight games. He was a uh, wing back. That was his position. He does focus pretty much on defense. Um, so I hopefully will see a stronger defense for the, the squad. But he was with the Metro Stars. Then he went to the Galaxy, which he stayed at the Galaxy for about two years. He went down to the Dallas Burn, then off to Charleston Battery, and then he returned to D.C. and finally Chivas, which, again, makes it a little bit odd. All these players coming out of Chivas. Wiki played for Chivas. Um, now Eric uh, Ezra Hendrickson played for Chivas. He's 49 years old. He appeared in 125 games representing um, St. Vincent's. And, you know, they play in with Jamaica and all of these other teams trying to get to the World Cup playoffs. I don't think they have ever made it. I've never seen them in the final eight. But Ezra, you know, as a lot of guys know that followed the process, Wiki got fired and our worst nightmare happened with Klopas being named interim coach. When he needed to win, he couldn't win a game. He went, I think it was three or four straight games and played the Klopas games, making real unbelievably bad moves at the end of the games. And he lost those four games, which buried the team's playoff chances. Then he came back and he won a few and then lost at the very end. So I read in one article that Klopas would be back, but not as a main assistant coach. I have no idea how he's coming back. I don't get the um, idea of why they think they need Klopas on the team. I don't think there's a fan in the, in Chicago that uh, really wants to see him as part of the squad. I know I don't and everybody I've ever talked to. But um, I did listen to some interviews by Ezra. And one interview was really interesting. He was, he was with the Sounders. He's coached with um, the Sounders, obviously Columbus. He's, he's been around the league about 21 years. But um, in a game, and he was he was was before they were playing the fire, and uh, I I really thought it was interesting. He was talking about stopping some of their talented players, and at the time, the team was with um, Blanco, Map, Rolf, and McBride. 
I mean, we haven't had those kind of players in a long time with this squad. Um, a long time. The rumors are with the fire. Now, uh, Barrick is gone. Um, Jimenez is on a um, an option year. And there's a lot of thought of not re-signing that option. And there's rumors that El Seda is possibly going to be picked up in Europe. So when we say this will be a new team, another starting team for the fire, that is indeed true. Um, I've been thinking quite a bit about uh, this pick by um, Heinz, who has had a miserable two years. Um, you can't believe if he blows this pick, he's going to be around um, for another season. Uh, no owner could let this stick around. And it's probably Heinz's career. I, I think he had some interesting choices on this. I know that Antai Razov was one of the uh, finalists for this. And I think most of the Chicago fans would have picked Razov. I know I was more for Razov. Um, the question was experience against success. Now, Ezra has been an assistant coach. He played a lot of pro soccer but never really blew anybody out of the field like Razov was the lead, is still the leading scorer for the Chicago Fire. He was a big scorer. He scored international games. So what he has tried and excelled at, he's done better than Ezra. Um, he's been an assistant coach out at Los Angeles Football Club. I thought he would he would get the swing, but I guess Heinz felt that um, – he would rather depend on experience rather than success um, uh, of Razov. So we will have, I've listened to an interview by Ezra. I um, you wonder what he can do. They, they theoretically could have no DPs. Um, again, we're out looking frantically. The rumor is that they're going to be using a lot of these DPs for Mexican players, which is smart. Um, they should go American and Mexican. And they haven't done that in, well, since Pano and, and, and Rodriguez were around. They never looked down south of the border. Well, that was their biggest crowd. So hopefully they do that. And, um, Mike, again, I really enjoy doing this. Anytime I hear about something, I'll be back on. Thanks. Thanks for that Chicago Fire update, John. We'll talk to you next week. All right, so back at it there. Had to get rid of uh, some trouble upstairs. But, uh, all right, so we got uh, the Chosen One in the house. What's up, the Chosen One? How you doing, man? And then DSO says uh, he'd take Francisco Calvo. Don't do it. Calvo's trash, man. He's he's garbage. So we'll see. Chicago Fire, Ezra Hendrickson, new coach. He's got an expansion job on his hands. He'll be fighting with Charlotte to uh, try and get this team into full force in, in a couple seasons because it's going to take a while for Chicago Fire. And you guys can hear hear more or you just heard more on the podcast side of it when I put in uh, when I put in John Donovan's fire uh, recap there, update on that side. All right, so that's enough about the, uh, the, the news and notes from that side of it. Let's talk about the league awards. First up, most recently, head coach of the year, Bruce Arena from the New England Revolution. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, Robin Fraser, I thought he was going to be a little bit closer than what he was. I understand that uh, that Bruce Arena did really, really, really well um, with with the Revs, but uh, I don't know if uh, Robin Fraser did, did not get a lot of votes. I mean, you look down at this vote total, 58% for Bruce Arena, Robin Fraser at 21%. I thought Robin Fraser was going to be a lot closer than uh, a lot closer than that with Bruce Arena. I thought it was going to be tight, honestly, with I thought Robin Fraser was going to get it done. Uh, but that's not the case. And there you go. DSO says robbery. Robin Fraser deserves it. Sheeptar says Bruce Arena. I miss that dude in LA Galaxy. Yeah, you know, I, I I bet you do. I bet you do. He's done a great job turning around the Revs. He really has. Uh, but in the same sentence, I thought Robin Fraser did uh, did a great job with uh, with Colorado. So we'll uh, we'll see. But uh, the Revs. I mean, if he finishes it off with the double, getting the uh, Sporter Shield and wins MLS Cup, then then definitely. Coach of the year is well-deserved there for Bruce Arena, but uh, we'll see what happens there. All right, next up, we've got Chosen One stuck in L.A. traffic. Oh, man, I, I, don't, I feel bad for you there, man. Feel bad for you there. All right, next up, another New England Revolution getting some uh, getting some some love. Comeback player of the year, Carlos Hill. 
of the New England Revolution. Uh, no question about this one. You look at the uh, the voting totals, it was closer there for Chicharito. I, I can't go with Chicharito here. Uh, Daniel Shallowy, maybe. Uh, Sebastian Blanco, maybe. But for me, the, the deserved winner was Carlos Hill, no doubt about it, uh, with, uh, with, with how he came back this season uh, to lead the Revs in the way that they did. Another one, goalkeeper of the year, Matt Turner. Goalkeeper of the year. You can't, uh, you know, you, you can't, you can't say anything about that. Yeah, Philadelphia Union keeper um, Andre Blake right there in the discussion, but Matt Turner had a hell of a season, and uh, he, you know, he takes that top spot very easily. Forty-four percent to eleven percent, ten percent. Yeah, you've got uh, you've got to go with Matt Turner. I mean, look at that guy's season, right? Matt Turner, he had uh, the the summer was just amazing with uh, with the Nations League for USMNT, then the Gold Cup. The season that he had with the Revs as well, uh, absolutely fantastic. So uh, you really can't go wrong there. All right, so you go Carlos Hill with an MVP season. That Revs team ran through him and Matt Turner. Yep, and Matt Turner getting USMNT call-up for the Gold Cup. Gold Cup was also well-deserved, says Jay DeMello. They're on color cast. Completely agree, man. The, the Revs, they definitely... Uh, they definitely did deserve a lot of these awards. When you have a, a record-breaking season like they did with the point total, uh, winning the Sporter Shield, unfortunately they can't get the treble because there was no U.S. Open Cup held uh, this season. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, I mean, I guess that's just what you got to deal with because we're in this COVID business. But uh, I think I think with, with MLS, they're, they're kind of phasing out U.S. Open Cup, to be honest with you. MLS, it's a bad move to me. What are they going to do next season with the Open Cup? Are they going to play an Open Cup, right? I mean, you've got uh, you've got Leagues Cup, you've got CCL, you've got all of this stuff going on next year, and they're they're not putting enough onus on the U.S. Open Cup. They've they've kind of just taken that away. I don't know if it's the money that's behind it or not behind it, or what exactly it is. But uh, overall, I hate to see it. I hate to see it. Uh, but Matt Turner, goalkeeper of the year, well deserved. And then uh, the one year that uh, th that was way back when, Young Player of the Year, Ricardo Pepe. Hey, you know what? There's there's no arguing with this one. I know that some people were saying uh, that, that Tejon Buchanan should have been in the picture. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Ricardo Pepe, with what he's done for Dallas, what he's done coming up in this league from USL League One, playing for North Texas SC. Uh, and, hey, we've been uh, – look, we've been – We've been on the Ricardo Pepe train for years, since the 2020 season preview for FC Dallas, before coronavirus, before that thing that started that's going to be here forever. Hey, there's another variant. Cheers, everybody. Cheers to that. Get ready for the next one, because as soon as this one calms down, there'll be another one. Young player of the year, Ricardo Pepe, and uh, hey, FC Dallas. Tejan Buchanan gets in the race, but he didn't do enough for his club there, so uh, there you go. Yeah, just single-handedly kept Dallas relevant. Totally, totally. And Brother BKL says, that's why I chose Pepe. He's a youngster and way good since back of the year. Totally. And Pepe we trust. And look what he's doing for the U.S. men's national team as well. I think there would be more of a conversation in the U.S. men's national team with, uh, um, with Pepe if there was uh, Daryl DK was still in Europe. I think then... There might be more of a talk of who the striker is going to be, but for right now, it's Ricardo Pepe, and how could he not be Young Player of the Year just based off of that? <laughs> oh, DSO. You know, uh, yeah, there you go. There you go, man. He said it perfect. Isaiah Paskins, what did I miss? Oh, just a little bit about the Colorado Rapids and how you were all up about them all year long, and, and you told, told me they were going to win the West, and then they did, and then they just shit the bed uh, against Portland. So uh, there you go. Said, uh, you know, if you're vaccinated, you're fine. F mass, F COVID, if you're vaccinated. Dude, if you're not vaccinated, you're fine. It's a joke. It's all a joke. Uh, so, moving forward here, the the amount of Transformers jokes that came out about this var variant, right? Totally. Uh, they, you know what? There's <laughs> That's that's the best part. I mean, this, this so now this is uh, this is targeting children right when the children's vaccine was released. This This is just a beautiful move by the powers that be there oh look how that works come on now if you can't see through this stuff you're blind it's just that simple and there honey mukhtar in the house says it was fun while it lasted nashville sc 
It, it was, man. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry, man. You did all you could, brother. You really did. But uh, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And there, Sheeptard says it best. There you go, brother. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. Uh, all right. So let's talk. Uh, what was I saw one more comment I wanted to touch on here. Uh, let's see. There you go. I think uh, because MLS gets pants by USL sides, the USOC must continue. It has to. And DSO says Open Cup better than New League's Cup format. I agree, man. I, I hate to see the US Open Cup go to the wayside the way they really have been doing it. It's a shame. It really is a complete shame uh, on how they're how they're doing that. But I guess the money talks. Apparently, there's more money in it with doing the other stuff, and uh, and that's how it's going to be. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Now let's talk about uh, let's talk about Sporting Kansas City for a minute, shall we? So Zachary Harden gave a nice breakdown here, and uh, <laughs> I love it, DSO. Yeah, you're spot on, man. You're spot on. Uh, all right, so let's let's throw some graphics up here, right? For Sporting Kansas City. Oh God, let me let me take my video out of here. What the hell? I don't need my video there. All right, so SKC season in review, brought to you from a true fan right there in Kansas City. Well, he doesn't live in Kansas City, but anyways, Kansas City, 2020, MLS is back, quarterfinals, MLS Cup Western semifinal, no shield, first in the West, got close. No U.S. Open Cup held. 2021, they made it to the quarterfinals there of the League Cup. MLS Cup Western Conference Semifinal, same as last season. No Shield third in the West this time. And, of course, no U.S. Open Cup held. Uh, again, what we were just talking about, right? So I'll kind of read this out from Zach, and then I'll, uh, I'll kind of give my piece on it as well. So the flyover view, the season as a whole felt wasted. For many MLS Cups, getting to the playoffs is something that's exciting for both supporters and for players. For SKC, it is a must every season, and making the playoffs should not be the end goal. Injuries and sales of players happen every season, yet it seemed for the Wiz, one key injury and one key sale upended the entire course of what 2021 was in store for them. On the business side, it is booming with the addition of Patrick Mahomes to the ownership group and the partnership with NWSLKC, now the Kansas City Current but it felt like the same business on the field. Uh, the good, Daniel Shallowy, Hungarian assassin. He had a lackluster 2020, but made an amazing case for not only comeback player finalist, but kept the could race for the golden boot as well. With no penalties to pad his total, he was able to make the goals that either Russell or Polito couldn't. Also having Russell coming back for another two-year contract, the front attackers for SKC is almost solidified. We will need to be sure that folks Besides DS20, Daniel Shallowy, and JFR, Russell, get on the score sheet often, such as Kinda or even Shelton. So it is not just one or two people getting us the goals day in and day out. Also seeing some of the players in international ties, such as Polito, Busio, Shallowy, brings the profile of the club higher to those outside of the Kansas City metro area. Uh, the meh. Vermes and his lack of subs at key moments, and when those subs came, come, the key players taken out for pylons or the academy kids in key situations. Biggest gripe is that we have five subs and three windows to knock those out. We are lucky if two subs are made at all. The difference between RSL, uh, the WSF between us and RSL had Vermes take off Kinda, who was on fire for a player who just didn't bring the same intensity as Kinda, and we fell from a lead to a defeat. Totally. Uh, that was I, I. I questioned that sub when it happened. I'm like, man, why did he take? Why did he take Gotti Kinda off? He was making good moves. Uh, he was doing really well. Um, he was doing really well. I, it made no sense to me why they took him off, and uh, you know it went down downhill from there. So uh, let's move to the second page of the SKC setup. The bad. You would think that selling a player to Europe is going to be a good thing. Busio going to Syria definitely brings credit upon the academy system SKC has and continues to churn out MLS players. However, there was no true replacement for Busio on and off the pitch, and Vermees used a center mid by committee, mostly using academy kids. Even the academy team was hard to gauge as they sat at the bottom of their USL championship division with one forfeit to their name because of breach of rules. Also, for the money the club spent for the gift Polito from Chivas, he spent most of the year injured and couldn't see his growth in the club and MLS. Also, throwing the kids out for the League's Cup match at the home against Lyon was sacrificial, even though I think the tournament is pure wank. I like that as well there, Zachary. But, uh, yeah, he totally did throw them out there. Uh, 
you know, we also tend to play behind early and often, including the matches I went to against Houston and Portland. We got a lot of points from playing from behind, yet we shouldn't have been down 1-0 in order for the team to wake up. The verdict. We did advance one round in MLS Cup playoffs, but it feels that we could not get out of the semifinal stage last season. We were the top seed and lost at home to Minnesota United 3-0. This year, we defeat Vancouver at home in the quarterfinal stage, but lost to RSL late in the semifinal stage again. If SKC wants to improve past this stage, we have to get more key players involved, but also make it where goals cannot come from pens or from freak accidents. We have to be clinical, and this year it wasn't it. Spot on. Um, you know, completely spot on there. Um, Sporting Kansas City needs to figure it out because this isn't going to work. It's not going to work here. Um, you know, as, as, as you guys can see, the, the list of players, and I'll go through that there in a minute. Um, it, it just has not been, it, it, it is just not the right mix in Kansas City. Look, Alan Polito did not work out. I would move on from Alan Polito. There's no sense in putting that money in. He's, he's, not, he's not a good enough striker. He's not getting enough done. Uh, you're going to sell a guy like Gianluca Busio to Venezia in Syria. And, you know, and you're not doing, uh, you know, you're not doing, why would you spend this money on that guy? Why? Uh, he's injured. He didn't have a good enough season this year or last year. It's just not good enough for a player of that caliber, for that type of DP spot with that type of money. He's not putting up the goods. And, uh, you know, for the same type of results that are out there, you got to do better. Sporting Kansas, City, Sporting Kansas City should be better than that. And DSO, I see you there. Hey, Mike, can I do the NYCFC 2021 review? Absolutely, man. As soon as they're out, put it together, just like this, and and you you got it, man. You And, and for anybody. For anybody out there, look, if, if your team, a new Wiseman, you want to you put together Atlanta United Review, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for content here, guys, in these regular episodes, all right? I, ever since Nick moved on, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm struggling on Monday nights for content here with regular podcast episodes. It's hard. I appreciate the, uh, you know, I appreciate the, the chat going and whatnot because I need it. If it wasn't for you guys in the chat, I'd, it'd probably be a 20-minute episode of me talking to myself, and uh, it, it's not that easy, guys. It really isn't. So if you guys, if your team is out, and if they're not out yet, when they do go out, send get together with me. Send on over your review of the season. You guys have the eyes and the ears there. You watch every single game. I don't get to watch every single Sporting Kansas City game. You Zachary Harden does. DSO, you watch every single NYCFC game. A new Wiseman. You watch every single Atlanta game. I can't watch all those games, y'all. I am way too fucking busy to be watching every single game. I can't even get through an episode without having to go upstairs and yell at my children because they won't go to bed like they're supposed to, okay? So, you know what? It's a real thing here. Sons of a Pitch Soccer Central. It's as real as it gets. But, hey, there you go, man. You guys, if you're you're a fan of your team, get together with me. Send on over your recap of the season. I will put it together. I'll put some pretty graphic together. I'm good at the graphic design stuff. I'll put it together, and we'll and we'll do that. Still need a Rapids review? I do, Isaiah. I do. Uh, all right. So, and there you go. Hani Mukhtar, send it over, man. Shoot me a message on Twitter. DM at SOP Soccer, and we'll go from there. All right. Let's talk about Sporting Kansas City. The players in, the players out. Wilson Harris, Kendall McIntosh, Remy Walter, Grayson Barber, Osney Cisneros, Brooks Thompson, Nicholas Ismarat Marine, Jose Mowry, Cave Rad, and players out Winston Reed, his loan ended. Matt Beasler went to Austin FC, and Gianluca Busio, we all know, went to Venezia of Syria. Uh, so those were some of the moves. Not a ton of movement there from Florida and Kansas City, but you didn't need it because you had a team that was on the cusp. You won the West in the regular season last year. How did you improve on improve on that? You didn't. That's the problem. They didn't improve on that. That's what they have to do. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, there you go. We got Sheeptard says, uh, Alan Polito, always been overrated in my opinion. Sporting, better off selling him and getting a replacement. I completely agree, Sheeptards. Uh, he's he's just not that good. He really isn't. I mean, I, I, did, I was excited that he went to Sporting Kansas City instead of some of the other bigger market clubs that were looking, for, looking at him. Uh, but he's not that great of a player. He really isn't. So we'll see. And there you go. Of course, you do Rapids. Yeah, yeah there you go, man. You got it. And then uh, we, DSOA, Mike, we're here for you. End of the day, just kids want to have some fun. Uh, dude, they kids, they're annoying as hell. I'm just going to say that now. All right. Number three, 
Slide number three, the shortest of the three. The others, Ilya Hernandez, suspension will return in 2022. And then the manager, Vermees, is not going anywhere, plain and simple. Me personally, as Zachary says, I would like for his roles to be divided upon different people so we can focus on managing the first team. However, there has been the occasional rumor he's on the short list to manage the USMNT. Will he take it? I'm not sure. It is a dream job for him, but there isn't going to be anyone's ready to fill his big shoes at SKC. There is also changes to the USL side in terms of managers, so who knows what that's going to bring. Look, Peter Vermees, uh, it's kind of been a waiting game on when he was going to move on from SKC. He's got the team to a certain place. He just can't put them over the top as of late. He's not going to the USMNT. All right, Burhalter's not going anywhere. I know everybody's saying Burhalter out. It's not happening for the USMNT. Not going to happen. Now, Vermees, he's a good coach. Could he continue a sport in Kansas City? Yes, but they need to open up the pocketbook, and they've got to do it the right way. They started that with bringing in Alan Polito and paying that money to Shivas to get him over. They've got to do it on another side as well. And continue it going, uh, you know, continue continue the rise of the academy as well as bring some big name players in, and maybe, just maybe, Sporting Kansas City will be able to uh, to make a run. But I don't know if Vermees is that guy going forward. So, all right. So we got. Uh, let me pull it back to the uh, the regular one here. Zachary adds a few more touches here. Uh, all right, where is it here? Come on, get rid of this graphic. Get rid. There it is. All right, we're back. So uh, we've got uh, Zachary says if you fought, if you ask fellow SKC supporters, it's about sixty five thirty five to keep them, but more and more want them to move on, and and it's going to continue to grow, Zachary. It's going to continue to grow. Uh, that's just how how it's going to be. Uh, if if you're not putting up, you're not getting those results, and 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 winning cups. It's time to go. It's just that simple. It's it's just that simple. DSO says, uh, Christ above USMNT can have Guardiola. He can have one bad game and everyone will want him out. Exactly. Exactly. USMNT, that that fan base, that Twitter, I I call it USMNT Twitter, drives me nuts because they're always like, you know, they're always all about this guy is a bad game. They want his head. Just be patient. Chill. Relax. That's the biggest thing I can say about USMNT Twitter. But SKC, it's time to move on from Peter Vermees, in my opinion. I think it's time for him to go and uh, and and retool this team. If you're going to break the bank and spend some money, do it. Uh, but get after it. All right, so New England and New York City coming up tomorrow night. This one, can't wait for this game. It's going to be a very good game, guys. I think New England is the better team. There's no doubt about that. They're the best team in MLS through the regular season. However... It's going to be a hell of a matchup because they're going to be rusty. They're going to be rusty. We'll be live right here on... uh, God, my video keeps popping up on top of my things here. Here we go. We're going to be live for this one tomorrow night. The Revs and New York City. Can't wait for this game. It's going to be a very good game. Can't wait for it. 6.30 is the start time. Kickoff at 6.45. And uh, Isaiah says New York City will win. DSO says, I still think New England wins. Hani Mukhtar says, go Revs. And uh, all right, so we'll, 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 see, uh, we'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens. DSO says, can't join you. You already know why. Yeah, you know what? I do know, brother. I know. That's fine, man. That's fine. You, you do your thing. You watch your game. You chill. And, and when New York City's up 4 nothing in the 85th minute, you can come on and say hi, okay? And there you go. Zachary says, uh, Zachary says it'll go to Pens and New England will win, okay? Okay, we'll see. Should be good. Uh, then chosen one. Who wants to bet the refs choke? I can see it happening, man. These these teams that get these buys usually do choke. There was some stat. It was like only one out of four, one out of five teams is now one that have uh, that have gotten the buy since this switched over. So I could definitely see it happening. Brother BKL says my heart tells me it will be an upset. Watch me uh, not until the fat lady sinks. Hey, there you go. There you go. Tati will score the winner, says Isaiah. It's going to be a good game. It will be a very good game. I'm excited. The Revs, if they win, they're going to host the Eastern Conference Final against Dupe. If New York City wins, Philly hosts. Uh, but it's going to be a great matchup. New York City is a very good team, and I think they're ready to go. They're not going to be rusty like New England is, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. Connor McCabe in the house. My man, I didn't even see you. Thomas O'Berry as well in the house says, Go New England. 
All right. So we'll see you tomorrow night, Thomas, in uh, in the live stream reaction for uh, for New England and New York City. As far as what what I'm thinking, uh, let's take a look at the odds here. So BetUS right now has the Revs at plus 105, New York City at plus 245, and then you've got the draw at plus 265. Now, again, this is only for 90 minutes, right? Because the one right below it, you got New England Revolution to advance and New York City to advance. The odds change a little bit. Uh, the Revs, straight up, I, I don't know if this game will get decided in the 90 minutes. I think it's going to be that tight. I really do think it's going to be very, very tight. And uh, I, I lean more towards the side of extra time and or penalties. And uh, for me... New York City, plus 165, that's not bad odds for having a team to, to advance. I, I don't know exactly where I want to go right now. I know I put my picks and predictions out, um, and, and I did pick New England to get the victory. Um, but right now, I'm not sure. I don't know where I'm going to put my money at on this one. If you guys have any, uh, if put any money on Anybody put any money on this one yet? If you have, let me know what you've done, and, and we'll see. There you go. Connor says, I think it'll be decided in extra time. I can see that happening as well. The Revs minus 200 to advance, plus 165 for New York City. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a hell of a game. Can't wait for that one. So make sure you're here. Make sure you're here. Chosen One says I've been to two MLS Cups in my life. Both of those occasions, the Revs choked both times in LA. Well, there you go. Yeah, the Revs they're not the old Revs. They're not the old Revs, but they might choke. They 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 might choke now. They might choke in MLS Cup. If they go to MLS Cup, I think the Revs probably get it done. I think that's uh, that's what's going to happen. Thomas says, I put money on Nashville SC and got burned in penalties. There you go, man. That uh, I have my money on Nashville, and, and I got burned too. I, I did. I got burned as well. So, uh, all right. So, that's enough of that one. We're going to be live for that one. Can't wait for that. Western Conference Final, Portland Timbers RSL. What? Who in the hell predicted this? It's crazy. That's insane. Portland Timbers hosting the Western Conference Finals against RSL. Insane. That's insane. I just have to put that out there. Um, Portland at home, how can you not go for Portland? The only way you can't go for Portland is because RSL is playing with house money and they're just rolling right now. They are in that Cinderella story, but you know what? Cinderella's glass slipper always gets broken. Always gets broken. So at some point it's going to happen. Connor says, I don't see Portland losing at home. I don't either. I got Portland winning it at Providence Park. If this game was in RSL maybe, maybe RSL gets it done. But it, it, the time has come for RSL now. They've got the two big victories by beating uh, Seattle and by beating Sporting Kansas City. I can't see them doing it again, pulling off another upset in Portland, in Providence Park. I got to go with the Portland Timbers to get the victory. So that's, that's my pick in the West. I mean, as far as these teams lay out, uh, you know, RSL, we, we've seen what they've got. Anderson, Julio, it'll be interesting to see what happens if uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if uh, if he gets the start or if he's going to come in off the bench like he did against Sporting Kansas City as well. Bobby Wood, I would put him off the bench as well. I would leave uh, Rubio Ravine in, uh, but hey, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what, what what this comes out to. We'll be live for this one as well on Saturday, 5:30 p.m. Kickoff at 5.55. So to you diehards that are out there, I will start the stream at 5.20 on Saturday. We'll be playing the starting soon little logo there for quite a long time. So here's your warning now. Don't show up until 5.55 Central or whatever the hell time that is for you guys. Um, you know, then, then we'll get going, you know, a couple minutes before kickoff like we usually do. I do that for view numbers, for watch time, for all the different uh, YouTube perks that come through it. So, if you want to hang out and listen to the music for 20 minutes, be be all, I'm all for it, guys. But this is how we roll. This is the business model. This is how this stuff works. So, I got to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. And uh, we'll, we'll get it started there a few minutes before kickoff time where I actually come out and start talking. But uh, there you go. Zachary says, I'll be at my restaurant, so Bluetooth it'll be. Hey, there you go, man. Love it, man. Love it. And uh, Zachary, thanks for having uh, the other half come on during the last uh, the last game as well. Appreciate that, my man. Appreciate that. And then uh, Adam Lowe, my man. Portland is down two big guys. No Blanco means big problems with the offense. Yes, I agree. 
but I still think in Portland it's going to be tough for RSL to get it done at Portland. When's the magic going to run out for you guys, Adam? When's it going to run out? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe it's destiny. If, if they win this, maybe it's destiny. But we'll see. It's going to be a hell of a game. We'll be live for this one on Saturday. We'll also be live for the Eastern Conference Final on Saturday or Sunday the 5th. And then, of course, for MLS Cup. And we, we got to start a GoFundMe here, guys. All the Super Chats that come in on these Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals and MLS Cup Finals going straight to the bank to pay for this lovely computer and all of this stuff through the offseason because December is going to be a rough month for me, guys. I'm just uh, I'm taking two weeks off, so it's going to be a rough month. Uh, but you know what? We'll, we'll get through it. But any any Super Chats, just think of it as paying the bills for SOP Soccer during the offseason. 350 a month paying for this computer. It's almost paid off. Four more months to go, guys. It'll be paid off. But the content gets better through Super Chats. Remember that, all right? So Portland RSL, we'll see how that goes. Can't wait for that matchup. It's going to be fun. Odds, let's talk about odds real quick for that. We've got uh, the odds are minus 105 for the Timbers and plus 260 for RSL. They don't have the two advanced there. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what... Uh, We'll see what happens with those advanced numbers. But I did throw, as Adam says, got to start making some money in these RSL games, Mike. Got to put that money on RSL. I did. I did put 5 bucks down on RSL and one fifteen for them advancing over SKC. I did. Small bet, but hey, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, still making some money, right? Timbers at minus 105. RSL plus 260. Draw at 285. I can see this going to extra time, if anything, for RSL. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, so that's that. Let's get into our MLS Bracket Challenge. Here are the current standings in our MLS Bracket Challenge. Number one, Royal Timber 18, Russell. Oh, I already had it up here. There it is. Here is Russell's bracket. Portland Timbers to win over Philadelphia Union. Let me tell you something. Russell knows what the hell he's talking about. All right, outside of uh, Seattle, you had Seattle over RSL. But either way, if Portland continues this run, even if Philly gets into the final, this is probably Russell's bracket to lose and 25 bucks going his way. Now, we got Samuel 22 right there as well. New England Revolution to win it over Sporting Kansas City. He's done in the Western Conference, but so is damn near everybody else. And uh, he's got New England Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals, which could end up happening here with the Revs winning it all. So if the Revs do win it all, Samuel 22 might end up with that uh, with that $25 prize. Next up, a new Wiseman with the Sounders to win it. Sounders against Colorado, done. New England-Philly, though. He had New England and Philly with New England going to the finals. So maybe there is some room if RSL comes out a victor for a new Wiseman. If if it's RSL over New England in the MLS Cup final, then maybe, maybe uh, things will go well there for a new then we've got Ryan T. He picked New England Revs to win it all over Portland. So if Portland gets there and the Revs win it all, Ryan T's got a chance at it. Then we've got DSO, New England Revolution to win it. This one uh, pretty much got to be magic. Got to be perfect, DSO, to get it done. My bracket's over, guys. I'm done. I got New England moving on to the, the Eastern Conference Final, but I'm out. I'm done. Uh, then we've got uh, Brother BKL. He's got New York City winning it. So if NYCFC wins MLS Cup, hey, Brother BKL is getting that $25 gift card. All right? So it's there you go. There you go. If if I will, I was right, NYCFC will win the MLS Cup. Hey, if, if they win it, man, you, you, you're going to win the uh, win the trophy or win the, the $25 uh, gift card. I don't have a trophy for this. Maybe I should come up with a trophy. Maybe that would – we should have like a, a, a an MLS Cup bracket challenge cup that just goes and gets sent out to the winner and then it gets returned you know once the playoffs begin the next season and then we'll move it and say i'll send it out to another that actually sounds like a really badass idea could create a trophy for that i think i like that idea i think i like that idea a lot maybe maybe we'll make that happen next season maybe, maybe this season who knows uh, but overall standings royal timber russell number one samuel 22 number two a new wiseman third and then Ryan T tied for third there. DSO and Brother BKL in fifth with me. I'm still tied in fifth, but I've got no chance. I'm out unless, unless, uh, what the hell? Unless New England 
wins the next round, then I may, you know, get up a few points, but I'm done. Uh, so there, there it is. It's, it's basically down to Russell, Samuel, Anu, and, uh, and, and Ryan with DSO and BKL. There you go. And DSO goes, and now nah, if I win it, I'm keeping that shit. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. Maybe, come on, man. Well, maybe I got to think about that. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with an idea. How about that? All right, so there you go. There's your bracket challenges. Uh, everybody's brackets in the house. We're already at an hour. I've got to cut it out because uh, we've got uh, the, the John Donovan update. I know I took a few minutes. I'll be able to edit that out on the podcast side. However, not uh, I won't be able to cut it out on YouTube. I mean, I probably could download it and edit it and do all that kind of stuff. But I ain't trying to get into all that. Anyways. It's been fun, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining here for this episode of Sons of a Pitch Soccer Central, an American soccer podcast. And there you go, guys. It's been fun. Make sure you're here tomorrow night for the Revs and New York City FC. Can't wait for that one. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Have a great evening, and we'll see you guys real soon. Good night, everybody.